Livermore Live Music presents Spotlight. Shining a light on Livermore's incredible music scene. Here are your hosts, Rob Allen and Kevin Snyder. Hey, welcome everybody. Today, the spotlight is on Anna Steiger of Nomad Hustle. And our special guests today are Anna Steiger and Carlos Ventura. You guys, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Thanks Welcome. for having us. Thank you for having us. Happy New Year. Hey, we always uh, like to start the show with a little special refreshment that uh, we try to pick special for our guests. So uh, for you today, we have a dry rosé sparkling wine. People used to call this pink champagne, but but now I'm drinking it, so it's 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 the other thing. <laughs> Classing up the joint. And the reason that I know you guys are like Jack and Daniel or Jack and Coke drinkers, but this is uh, in honor of Anna's recent wedding. Anna's recently oh. married. Oh, Congratulations, oh, congratulations. And welcome. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. And my fave, too. They're just trying to get, tell the truth. Oh, that's but pretty that's, good. Yeah. I'll drink delicious. that. Yeah. yeah. Garcon. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for a little change of pace, I also have um, a special uh, little uh, glass here of orange spice brandy. And that is from Artisan Spirits, which is a Livermore distillery. I think it's not here anymore. I think they closed. Mm. Yeah. But um, we went there, my wife and I went there a number of times. They have a lot of they have a lot of great stuff. So this is an orange spice brandy in a little aperitif glass. But mm. if you want, have a little sip of that. I like this stuff. Aperitif, of course, wow, is... that's actually really good. It is, yeah. That aperitif is, is French for, that good, yeah. wow, that's a small drink. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> aperitif, aperitif. Are we sure about that? I uh, mean, apu is a little in French, so I mean, that would make oh, there you go. a little bit of sense. I, I, I might have been making that up. It's possible. Well, I like it. Hey, the other, day, I, the other day I walked in the house. My wife was sitting on the chair, curled up with a good book uh, and a glass of wine. And she said, boy, I really love you. And I said, that's so sweet. Is that you talking or the wine talking? She said, that's me talking to the wine. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. Love All it. right. So now we can get to the actual. <laughs> All right. Stop now. Stop. 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 That one goes on and on and on and on. Like so, your joke. Yeah, it's, it's true. So what we're going to do today is uh, talk a little bit about you individually, give me your backgrounds and kind of how you got here, uh, and then talk about your music, your live performances. Uh, Anna, you're a great songwriter. Talk some about your songwriting process, your recording process, uh, some of your most memorable gigs, you know, things that you, that you remember as being great, uh, upcoming plans for the future. You'll have a chance to throw in anything else that I forgot to ask you about. Um, I, before we get started, I do have to mention on a semi-serious note that uh, Anna is not to be, now this is true, is not to be confused with Anna Justine Steiger, oh, Rod who Steiger. is, uh, Rod, there you go, very good. She's a U.S.-born opera singer who is actually Rod Steiger's daughter. And I don't know if anybody can do a Rod Steiger impression. Mm -mm. Yeah, okay, so. No. Maybe Anna can. I'm all thinking of what song Curly does. I'm yeah. like, whoa, whoa. Nope, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> so we'll move on. And let's start by talking again a, a little bit about your background. So Anna, why don't you kick us off? Tell us, you know, kind of, you know, how you grew up, where your music came from, how you got here from there. Man, that's a, that's a whole mess of a story. We're going to just <laughs> compact it. Jump my, right in. <laughs> my parents are both musicians. Uh, my dad used to perform in the Livermore live music scene mm -hmm. um, back in the 60s and um, my mom is a singer too and they used to um, he would perform rock and roll 
And uh, then she started joining him when they uh, got saved and went to church and would sing in the churches and stuff. And um, so when I went to Wild Vine back in the day, mm-hmm. when it, they had their open mics and stuff and got in there when I wanted to start performing, I met a lot of people that knew my dad and they're like, oh, you're John Steiger's daughter. Uh-huh. So it was really, it was a nice little foot in the door for performing right. as I started just gigging around. And how old were you at, 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 <clears throat> about at this time? 16. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. But I, uh, I grew up on the stage. I did my first opera and I was three yeah. and um, was in, you know, theater and all that kind of stuff. My whole life was trained classically and operatically and then really developed a love for jazz by going to uh, Las Positas and Jim Heiner's um, jazz class. He just recently passed away. but um, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, but he was... Um, he was a huge influence on me for music awesome. and uh, got me got me into push me to do more like the live performance. And uh-huh. yeah, but I uh, just kind of continued it on, went to UC Santa Barbara and studied music uh-huh. and then uh, kind of took a little bit of time off performing to to more focus on my career. And then I uh, got back into it a lot more over the last couple of years. So. Yeah, yeah, you've definitely been out there the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. It's Absolutely. been a journey. <laughs> hey, Carlos, how about what about you? How'd you get here? Oh boy, now that's a little story. Um, well, first of all, I always uh, felt like I always had rhythm ever since I was a baby. I used to destroy my mom, uh, my mom's spots and pants, literally uh-huh. destroy them. Yeah. Um, and then how I really got started into music, believe it or not, was a keyboard. My grandfather had a very cheap keyboard. Uh huh. He learned some songs here and there. He tried to get me to read music. Even until this day, I can't do it. But um, he taught me a cheesy little song, and I liked it. You know, I stole his piano for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, I gave it back because I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and my uncle brought me a set of bongos. And back home, I didn't know how to play them, so I grabbed pencils and played with them. I was like maybe five, six years old. And then music wasn't really in my scene anymore. And then I got hurt. I used to play baseball, and ah. I got hurt from it and kind of took a break from that. So I joined the marching band at my school, and that was fun and, and all, you know, it wasn't really crazy. But then I came to the United States when I was 14, so that was, you know, back there. And then I really figured, you know, United States has a big music scene. I want to be part of it. So when I really joined was I joined a jazz, jazz band at my high school, the charter school, and I met actually some of the musicians that I still played with today, Lucas Sanchez, as you guys know. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, our friend Britton Daniels, Lucas, and I were like, hey, let's just start, you know, a weekend thing where we just, you know, to get away from school, let's just come and jam. Right. Uh, we went to our buddy Britton's house and we just play there. And then all of a sudden, we just started to, uh, you know, we sounded good to our, sure. you know, our standards. Yeah. So we're like, hey, we should start a band. So we originated this band called, uh, called Truth Without Fear. Right. And then uh, we started, you know, gigging here and there. And then we actually joined a couple of Battle of the Bands. And then, which was, it was awesome. The first one was actually in San Francisco, December 29th, like before New Year's Eve. It was awesome. And then uh, we just kind of played around town. And then one of our, uh, Brenton, our other member left because he went to college. So it was just him and I trying to, you know, we just started jamming with different musicians. And we kind of like just started like spreading out. And then uh, we met uh, our good friend, Steve McDowell. And we kind of like formed the band Sugar Bear with him. Mm -hmm. And then we just kind of like just, you know, uh, Lucas played with different people. I played with different people, and we started branching out. You know, at the end of the day, we still play together, which is awesome. We've yes. been playing for mm-hmm. many years together. But then I started playing with, you know, 
and uh, Meredith, Misha Jack, uh, Meshach Jackson, Steve. Right. You know, it, uh, sometimes I play with the, uh, you know, Mark Claren and stuff. It, it's it's fun. Yes. Yeah. One thing about you guys um, that I think is special is how many different musicians you're interconnected with here in the Livermore scene. On any given day, you know, we might see you with. I mean, you you tell me, but you you play out with Meredith McHenry, and I've seen you play with Meshach. Um, I, in the original inception of Nomad, well, so let me back up. Nomad Hustle. So what is Nomad Hustle? Because I've seen d- several different versions of it. So Nomad Hustle is, um, it has changed. Mm-hmm. It's transformed oh, yeah. a lot over the past couple of years, but actually started with um, Two Day Town a few years ago, and it was um, Meredith Meshach and Friends. Mm-hmm. And then, um, that, and that's how I met Meshach was, through Meredith asking me to come sing some backup on songs. And I was down. I haven't performed live in a while other than private parties. And um, and I went out there, and then I was really impressed with the with the songwriting um, that came from Meshach. Right. And I wanted to learn from him. I wanted to write songs with him and wanted to perform. So um, we ended up, through that performance, um, starting Nomad Hustle. And then... Um, it's, yeah, you know, evolved over the past couple of years, but, um, Meredith focused on school and, um, focused on graduating early, which she did. Yep. And, uh, kudos and then, to her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, um, Meshack is now, you know, focusing more on solo career and kind of back and forth between LA and. But you're still, you're still at the core of Nomad <clears throat> Hustle. Right. I mean, so Nomad Hustle about... is, um, is band, my brand and my band and, um, got, got Made Carlos here. Oh yeah. A lot of friendships. Oh, we got Carlos and Brian Skinner and um, Michael Scott. Yeah, are the, Michael Scott, of course. Right. right. And then when I'm look, we're lucky enough, we get Albert Robles to come yeah. out and play. And we've been Grandpa, yeah, Jeremy. Exactly. Jeremy Malson, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's right now, those are the members. But yeah, it's changed a lot. Yeah, well, you got and you guys are always fantastic in every configuration Thank I've you. seen. By the way, I remember, I think you were there too, uh, when you announced. Nomad Hustle at the Bankhead Theater. I think we were there yeah. watching you. That yeah, was awesome. Play. Uh, cool. In June. Quickly, uh, where did the name come from? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so that's... <laughs> I remember when you posted on Livermore Live Music about band names. How long does it take a band to come up with a name? Oh, yeah. my goodness. I was like, I started to write out like this whole response to that, and then I like erased the whole thing because I was like, <laughs> this is going to be 10 times longer than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, um, it, yeah, it takes forever. Um, we had... We had uh, a few months of trying to figure it out, and we finally actually all decided because the three um, core members, like the deciding yep. factor, would be myself and Meredith McHenry and Meshach Jackson. We finally all agreed on one, and it was Gypsy Hustle. And then um, we didn't think about the Romas that we'd be offending that uh, Albert Robles pointed out, and so we decided to go with Nomad. Which I is see. A, okay. But um, yeah, the Wanderers, you know, and. Uh-huh. The wonders, but then you're getting stuff done. You got the hustle. You got your journey. Oh, I see it. Around, okay, I see you, yeah, yeah. The hustle of the music and the side. You know, I I call music my side hustle and my passion. Yeah. So, fantastic. Yeah. That's a great story. <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask you. Um, so you also play the the keyboards, by the way. Thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so talk a little bit about that. Like, how, where did your? No, just anybody who plays the keyboards is okay in my book. I'm just saying. Oh. I mean, you play the keyboards too. I've seen you play. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know you do. So I just know one song. Yeah. 
I know part but of the talk, song. Talk a little bit about where, where did that come from? Are you? I mean, did you take lessons when you were a kid, or are you self-taught? So um, keyboards, I took lessons as growing up as a kid, and I never got it. Like it was one of those things where it was just like I just I couldn't grasp it. Mm-hmm. And um, I was singing. That was always my main instrument. My mom, you know, she put us in. I had violin lessons and piano lessons and all this stuff and theater and everything. But like the violin, nope, wasn't having it. Not my thing. And then piano, I really like tried and I was really trying to learn it, but nothing would stick. And then I went to a Litchfield jazz camp in Connecticut when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And I sat in a classroom. We had, um, I was there for four weeks and we had Monday through Friday, we were in theory lessons for our main instrument, our primary instrument, which is voice for me, and then our secondary instrument. And we had six hours of theory every day. And then we would jam at night and then we go out and perform on the weekends. And I oh, learned awesome. more. It was, it was so much fun. Yeah. I'll never forget that. But um, I learned, so I didn't touch a piano while I was there. And I sat down and really like studied this stuff. And I was like, oh, this is math. Okay. I got this. Look, yeah. This makes sense. It's linear. Like everything, it just clicked. I sat down at home when I got back from that. And I had learned how to write chord charts and what it all meant, you know. And I sat down with uh, with the big jazz fake book that they had sent me home with. And uh-huh. I just opened it. And I learned all these jazz standards, too, you know, while I was there. And um, I sat down and just started playing. And my mom's like, what? <laughs> when did you learn how to do that? I'm like, oh, this last month, you know. <laughs> so um, kind of just evolved from there. And I'm still learning, as you know. Because uh-huh. yes. I... Uh, I'm always trying to learn the extra like tricks and stuff. Yep. And went over to your house and you taught me some, taught me some little little things. Yep. I'm working on them. I'm working on them. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, you taught me some things about singing. I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, well, that was a lot of fun. So yeah, that's fantastic. It's interesting how uh, people, especially with the piano, I think it's true of all instruments, but especially the piano, different people approach it in different ways. But a lot of folks see the mathematical relationships in it, and and I think that's re- a reason why there's a correlation between science and engineering and, and music, but playing the piano especially. Uh, we used to both work at the Lawrence Livermore Laboratory, and yeah. a whole lot of folks that we know play the piano or they're musicians, and I just think there's a correlation between how you think about science and math problems and how you think about music. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. What are you, what are you looking at me for? <laughs> how, do you, um, how do you approach the piano? How do I approach the piano? <laughs> hey, Very Rob, can you come over here and sit down and work it? No, play it like this. No, hey. Rob, play it like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. <laughs> Which I have done, and I don't play piano, but <laughs> I've told him how to play it. Well, nice. and, all, and always productively. Always like you, you, you've got, you know, I don't know if this happens with you, but somebody else comes along to your instrument and says, well, I hear this, which was a thing I had not thought of. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I can yeah, do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, songwriting. So, Carlos, I don't, are you also a songwriter? Uh, no, I, I attempted it to do it, and uh, I, really, I didn't really succeed, but I, honestly, I admire people that do that. Um, I take a lot, I, you know, I give them a lot of respect because it's something that you, I actually was part of it, uh, to be a part of a songwriting with Lucas Angeles. Uh-huh. When I start, no, truth without fear, because believe it or not, the way we wrote music sometimes, Lucas and I used to hang out all the time. We still do sometimes. Um, and uh, he just showed me. He came with the guitar. He's like, dude, I've been working on this. What do you think? And then there's excited me. Dude, that needs to be a song right now. So I get on the drums. We work on a beat. He tells me, hey, you know, I'm kind of looking for this kind of feel. I'm like, okay, what do you think of this? I was like, oh, I kind of like it. And then we both start sharing ideas and stuff. 
the thing uh, with me is I'm one of those impatient people that has to have it right now. So I was like, dude, you, we need to play this the next gig. We need to get it out. It's like, dude, I don't even have lyrics yet. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. Make some. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Go to some, like, Say anything. songwriting.com and read the, go read, make it happen. Read the dictionary. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And he's, he's one of those people that <laughs> takes his time and he wants a, the song to mean something. That's what I love playing with, uh, you know, nothing against Nomad Hustle because her music is also very emotional. Yeah, <laughs> but um, with Lucas, you know, we've been working together for so long that I know the the way he writes music. He wants to, you know, he wants to make a thing out of it. He doesn't just want to make his, the next hit. He wants to kind of like, you know, it wants to be right. mean something, yeah. understandable and stuff. Yeah. So he always takes his time, and every time I, and he, this is not just with music; it's with food, with where you want to go, what do you want to, what do you want to do. Well, you know, I like this, but I don't like this, so I'm gonna do this, and like, that's just the songwriting process. Yeah, I understand. And I'm like, yeah. dude, can you just let it out? I just want to play it. But uh, you know, it's cool to write music with him. So I'm not personally a, a composer. I've never written a song or anything, uh, but it's it's part. You, you it's know fun how to, to be part. You of the know process. how to prod it along. Yeah, I'm just good at like pushing it. Yeah, like and come Anna, on. you are a fantastic songwriter. Oh, I've absolutely. heard you perform a bunch of times, and your songs always just make yeah. me cry. I mean. Oh, no. Even the happy ones. But, I mean, you're just so good <laughs> Thank at you. it. It's How awesome. do, do you have, like, an approach or a, a, a central theme, or do you just sort of, like, whatever happens, happens? Oh, there's a thousand different approaches. But really yeah. quickly, I just wanted to point out that I think uh, Carlos is more of a songwriter than he gives himself credit for, because even on bringing back one of my old tunes that I was kind of recreating, and I added a bridge to it, and he had ideas about, about it. And he's like, why don't we do this hit here? And boom. And like change the whole feeling of the song. So, well, that, I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking when he was describing it. It was gonna, well, dude, you are a songwriter. Song okay, writing. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a collaboration. Yeah, yeah, but, true. But you are bringing into the songwriting process. I mean, you're part of the creativity. That's so, true. Yeah. So I W. Okay, songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'm very honored today. <laughs> um, now, oh, go ahead. No, please. So um, you also have done some recording, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have albums that you've released. No, not but, yet. But you've done uh, some recording of yourself. I think I've heard some some YouTube's or or um, SoundClouds of your of your songs. I don't have anything that's um, finished recording. Like we have, I have a few different songs that are recorded, but not that I've oh, okay. published. We have, I mean, a thousand live recordings, but nothing that's been published yet. Well, I mean, we have a few that are like in the works, but yeah. And then Mike is actually starting, um, the Michael Scott, Michael Scott. Yeah. yeah. He's starting, um, one of my songs half written. He's going to put together the um, core of it. And then I'm going to come in and lay down the vocals and the keys. And then we're going to get Mr. Ventura over here to come lay down the drums because I'm, I'm just quoting him here. I will kill Mike if he replaces me <laughs> with electronic drums. Ah. Just put it out there. <laughs> so we're going um, to... That, that one's in the process. <laughs> you heard that. It's yeah, true. okay. Got it. It's time for... Welcome to my corner. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what this is. So uh, it's going to be short and sweet. Um, I'm going to start with a lightning round. Just a bunch of questions. We'll go. Usually I allow a minute, but okay. I'm going to do two minutes so each of you get a chance to answer. And okay. I'm going to alternate, but here we go. I'm, I'm starting the timer now. So 
on a scale of one to ten, how good are you at keeping secrets? Eight. Carlos? Be a solid six. All right. <laughs> solid six. <laughs> good. Okay. Uh, I just want the FBI, who is also you know monitoring this stream oh, thing. Great. Rob, <laughs> Rob, and I are at eleven at keeping secrets. Fair. Um, okay, Wait, I'm I gonna start told with you. Not tell anybody that. <laughs> oh yeah, you're at a ten now. Yeah, I dropped one. I dropped one, uh, and I'm going into your minute here. Um, Carlos, first to you, Ariel or Jasmine? Jasmine. Jasmine. I'm not going to judge. You can skip. It's Jasmine for sure. Oh, okay. Ariel's a hoarder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a snarf blast. I got a snarf blast. <laughs> okay. Um, um, oh, I forgot where I was. Oh, first celebrity celebrity crush. Hugh Jackman. Still. Oh, Mine my. too. Still. It is his. Yeah. He's the best. He and, can sing. He can dance. He can tell jokes. Everything. Yeah. Carlos, celebrity sorry, crush. Sorry, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She got yeah. the move. She got the voice. She got everything. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And she can sense. sing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And she can abbreviate her name really coolly. Yeah, right. C. C. Uh, <laughs> dawn or Dusk? Which do you like better? Dusk. Dusk. You? Dusk. All right. Absolutely. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? 1920s. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. A little flapper at heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You? What was the disco era? Uh, like the 60s. That's, that's, that's when there I was. Go. Yeah. 60s? No, it was why? more 70s. So maybe 70s, yeah. Uh, was, why yeah. Late 60s, repeat? 70s. Why? I like the music. It was very, like, I like to dance, so the disco yeah. music's like the best to do it. Shake actually, your booty, shake your booty. Yeah. Casey and the Sunshine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, <laughs> Carlos, yes. do you snore? Uh, I personally think I don't, but was, my, <laughs> girlfriend yes. <laughs> my girlfriend says yes. My girlfriend says yes. If I lay on my back, yeah. Okay, right. okay. Uh, place where you most want to travel, Anna. That one goes back and forth, but I'm pretty sold on Tahiti right now. Huh. Nice. Okay. You? Peru to Machu Picchu. Oh, okay. Um, favorite junk food? Carlos. E, come on, now come, you got, um, I wouldn't say Actually, junk food, but it's Salvadorian food. It's pupusas. It's not the healthiest food. So there's that. Okay. Okay. If that's you haven't tried answer. it, to any listener, out that's there, like that's we'll that, try that's it. a fried dough kind of a thing, right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah it's delicious. Yeah, just, it is. You just have to try. It. There's no explanation. Right, they can't explain it. Right no. Now. Yeah. All right. Next time you guys are on, you're bringing some. Yeah. Roger that. Some to share. Absolutely. Instead of I will instead of drinks, oh, in addition to drinks. Oh, in addition, in addition. I was gonna say <laughs> not instead. <laughs> you gotta stay hydrated. Anna, junk food. Cheez Its. Cheez-Its. Nice. Okay. Uh, favorite childhood TV show, Anna? Oh. Oh. Animaniacs. Wow. Oh, good call. Uh, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. I got some judgment on that one. I want to know what that wow was about. Uh-huh. <laughs> My kids liked it. That's the judgment. They're smart kids. <laughs> uh, favorite season, Carlos? Uh, definitely winter. Okay. Fall. Oh, I'm a summer guy. Give me some. I don't like to sweat. Try to live in the heat for 14 years. You'll like winter. Uh, <laughs> um, what was your last Halloween co- costume? Oh, crud. What was it? I didn't dress up this year, so. Uh, I don't remember. She was Anna Steiger from the Mud <laughs> There you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I do you remember. You nailed it, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I do remember. It was um, Robin Hood's ex-wife. <laughs> 
It was nice. a whole thing. <laughs> I'll show you a picture. It was funny. Do you <laughs> remember, Carlos? Yeah. All I had to do was buy a mask, but I was the ghostwriter. Oh, oh very cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Pretty easy. The, was it uh, the, um, oh, what's his name? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas yes, Cage yes. version? Okay. I was looking for chains, and I was going to go to Home Depot and buy some plastic ones, but didn't have time. All right. This is going to be the last one. Cake or pie? Carlos. Ooh. E. Cake. Cake. All right. We're all cake. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. That was fun. You guys got anything? Answers. You got anything in particular you want to put it? Um, well, wait, you yeah. didn't give them a score. How did they do? They did great. Did they get like an, an eight? Oh, yeah. They all got scoring. 100 points. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We ran wow. out of time like five minutes ago. <laughs> Don't let me hang in. Oh, I'm so Oh, sorry. man. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were doing one of your disco dances. Oh, no, just that, like that's just only on gigs. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for coming into my little corner here. That was fun. Just having, Thanks for having, having us. some fun time. It was You're great welcome. It was fun. It's, warm. it's not a physical corner. I, no. I'm, I don't know about you, but I was, I was feeling like I was in it. So yeah. I whenever I it's get, always warm there. Whenever I get it's cold. degrees. When, <laughs> then, you, you stole my joke. <laughs> Wait, I, I talked over you. You better tell it again. I walk in my corner. It's always warm here. It's uh, 90 degrees. There you go. I like it. Oh. <laughs> Where's the cricket noise, Carlos? Yeah. And so, <laughs> kind of a segue out of that, but uh, uh, so lightning round question, but a uh, serious one is a uh, musician that you most admire. E. That I most admire. Uh, or a musician that you admire a lot. That's, I mean, a, you know, coming up with one's hard, but who, who do you, oh my gosh. does who it do you have like to who? be famous or no, local? Uh, no, absolutely not. Okay. And just someone that you like, you man, if I wish I could be that person. Michael Scott. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He can play the guitar. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, you know, I, I think. Th- I was thinking of Famous. Yeah, no, I was thinking Famous, too, but I'm, I'm going to go with him, too. There we go. <laughs> I mean, so don't get me wrong. I admire every musician in Livermore, but th- that one in particular, because he can literally, he will grab an instrument and just play it. Like, you see, I don't know if you guys have Instagram yeah. or not, but oh, every time. Times. Okay, yeah. so every time you go to his Instagram. There's going to be a trumpet, a violin, a cello, a guitar, a bass, a drums, a, a, and piano, it's, it's insane. The guy's insane. He's an animal. That's oh, just me. Right. No, he, the guy's fantastic. Absolutely. So we have one more piece of shtick we have to do, which is it's time for bad joke pass around. So okay. this is the official Livermore Live Music bad pass around hat. And so bad pass around bad, hat. Bad joke pass around hat. And okay. also bad pass around hat. So take a card out of here. And then you can either tell that joke or tell a different joke. Or just pass. All right. Oh man, are these like bad joke dad jokes? Yeah, they're 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 dad jokes. Rad jokes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> what do you call an alligator in a vest? I give up. An investigator. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Car- Carlos. I pass. You can pass. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You want this one? Uh, sure. <laughs> He passes again. No, this is good. Okay. I just went out to the doctor and found out that I'm colorblind. That was completely out of the purple. <laughs> I love that joke. That was great. That still great. makes me laugh. Right. Excuse me. <coughs> made me. Made me cough. Uh, I accidentally rubbed ketchup in my eyes. Now I have perfect hindsight. Oh. <laughs> 
Bada bing. <laughs> you could have had that one, Carlos. I like it. All right, Rob. And I'm going to tell mine, but, but I was going to I was going to take a card, but I saw one, and, and I saw this on the internet this morning. So hopefully this episode will air far enough down the road that people will forget that it was like on Facebook <laughs> today. Right. But anyway, uh, so I accidentally swallowed food coloring the other day. The doctor said it's okay, but I feel like I'm dying inside. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't see like that it on Facebook. I love it. I okay, good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> hey, uh, tell us a little bit about your plans coming up for 2020. What do you got in the works? What are you hoping for, aspiring for? Not just 2020, but but beyond. Where are you going? Um, we're going to Vegas. We're all actually moving to Vegas. Oh, the whole band, just the band. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Like it's the Raiders. Exactly. <laughs> I just oh, found out about like this. <laughs> no, no. Um, we're we're looking at um, booking more like bigger band shows. Um, that will probably. We're, first of all, writing more songs mm -hmm. and then um, booking bigger band shows probably for the year after. Um, but we have, you know, a couple coming up, some, you know, McGrail and... Um, Always a great venue. Yeah. Las yeah, Pasitas, yeah. the summer concert series. Mm -hmm. Right. That's going to be my birthday gig. Pretty oh, excited nice. about okay. it. Oh, nice. Okay. And you're going to be like 22? Um, 21. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. I'll leave that Sorry, one. I didn't mean to insult you. <laughs> so, you're drinking. Oh. oh, no. Let's hope LPD is not watching this. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. Maybe the FBI <laughs> will tell you them. You should have ID'd. I should have checked, yeah. You. Well, you just relay a secret, so I wouldn't say 11 anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm dropping quick. I'm nine now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we have, we're trying to book more of those. Those are just, they're fun. They're a lot of fun. And yeah. I love duo shows. I love trio shows. Yeah. But now that we have uh, Brian Skinner in the group, too, yeah. then we have that you know, we have the base. The, you never know what you're going to expect. Bass he is, line, that so, is so fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. He gosh. is so fun to watch, he's especially when he plays stand-up. Oh, yeah. He's just I he never into it. know what kind of show it's going to be when Skinner's there. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what did you say? Did you did that just come out of your mouth? Or did you just sing that? And it's everything's always a surprise. Well, so it's a lot of fun. <laughs> just adding to that, the last show that we had at Darcy Kent, like, we were literally all sick. Like I mentioned earlier, we were all like, dude, I'm dying. I don't feel good. <laughs> Brian Skinner just had like the cold or flu or something. It was the funnest show we have ever played because we're like, yeah, we, we changed uh, uh, Ain't No Sunshine into a Spanish song. <laughs> but Brian Skinner talking Spanish. Yeah, it was hilarious, but the, it was entertaining, but it was fun. The guys of all people energy. enjoyed it. Right. It was awesome. And, uh, and so I have a quick story also, which is, so the first time I ever saw you play Cajon yeah. was a random thing. I happened to be down at Blacksmith Square one evening. I think it was a Friday evening or whatever. Okay. You guys were playing outside of Squir Swirl. And I don't remember who the singer was, but you were on Cajon and Brian was playing stand-up bass. And again, I don't remember who the other person was. It might have been you, but... It had to I, be Meshach. That uh, was like a possible. It, that but, sounds like a Meshach. But, yeah, that definitely sounds like but a Meshach. The two things that I would say about that were that's the first time I ever heard a Cajon played in a pop music setting. Right? I knew what they were. Yeah. And I was just blown away. It was like, wow, that that little, you know, box can make like a full drum kit yeah. worth of sound. Yeah, yeah. It can with the right person tastefully, playing it. Tastefully played. Absolutely right. I have right. heard people play the cajon that they don't get a <laughs> multitude of sounds in. But I was just blown away. And between you and Brian Skinner, like if anybody doesn't know what it means to be in the pocket, mm. they should have been there that night or they should go hear you guys play because yeah. you were grooving so great on that. It was fantastic. You know, and just adding so, to that, like when you play, and the thing is, 
the whole when when it comes to music, the whole band matters. But I feel like one of the most beautiful relationships a drummer can have it's with a bassist. The reason why Absolutely. you guys are the rhythm. And when you guys lock and then there's a pocket, that's why I love playing with Brian. That's why I love playing with Steve McDowell and Brian, uh, Brian Skinner. Well, uh, I mean, Michael Scott, sorry, when he's playing bass. Right. All, all those guys, uh, Austin West, they just really lock in. And the thing is, what I love about it, it's like you can be playing a groove and you start doing some random stuff. And all you have to do is eye contact to know where the song is going. Right. You can have like, you know, play it real loud and do some fun stuff and solos and this and that and then get real quiet. That, that it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, it Both is. as a performer and especially as a member of the audience. You're using absolutely. the force. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and the thing is, you don't even need to have words to communicate. All you yeah. need is sound, the music, everything connected to it. And yeah. everything just leads to a good place. Yeah, it's, it's a awesome. thing. Yeah. It's really yeah. nice for the singer, too. <laughs> well, the singer, you know, they're, they're, the, for everybody they're the diva oh swinging gosh. the microphone on top of the stage, entertaining the crowd while we're having a relationship, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't talking about you. He might have been talking this about somebody else. This is the else. diva of No Bad Hustle, by the way, just so we're clear. Hey, I'm going to take the spotlight away from you one second. Um, we like to mention tips and tricks on the website every now and then. Okay. So a tip and trick from uh, Livermore Live Music is... When you're on any of the screens where it says like, you know, venues, bands or whatever, there's a little gear icon up on the left side. And if you touch that, it'll bring up a pop-up menu that'll let you customize the search criteria. So normally when you use the website by default, it looks for gigs from today, whatever that is today, forward for a year. And then it just shows you what those gigs are. But sometimes you want to know like, well, what were the gigs a month ago? Or what are the gigs in the next two years or whatever? So you can use that little gear icon to create a custom search and you can have it organized by venues or bands or dates or whatever. But you can pick other dates for it to start on and other times for it to go. Then you just press go and then you can see that. So uh, it's not obvious that that's up there and not everybody finds a use for it. I use it all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, there's the tip and trick for today i was looking for something like that like a couple months ago i was going back and trying to figure out the date of a certain gig yeah that we did and i was like i don't know it's yeah the calendar here. always goes back so if you yeah. go to the calendar view you can always go back oh. another tip and another trick. tip and trick there you Thanks. go we're full of them today yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full of tips and tricks <laughs> all the time hey uh so last word Mm -hmm. um, it, it, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about, people you wanted to mention, questions you wished we had asked you that we didn't get around to? Um, I mean. We covered everything in complete detail. And, the, yeah. um, the songwriting part of it. I know I like got off, um, got off track trying to give this one credit. But yeah. um, that's just such an interesting perspective and everything when you when you talk about like how do you what's your what's your songwriting how do you do it what right. style do you have and there's like thousands of different ways yeah. um but i would love to love to touch on that because that's Go. where my passion lies yeah but um there's there's a thousand different ways you've you've written songs and you know that mm -hmm. there's you can write it and then you can hate it it could take 30 minutes or an hour you know one day and then you, you trash it or it could take a couple of years and then you trash it um and then there's some songs that you just you write in a day and they're 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 you, and you just them. know that's, you just yeah. feel it like that's the song right but some of them do take um a year and i know you're talking about lucas you know and how you want it to be perfect we, we want them to be perfect before we Absolutely. share them because they they yeah. mean so much 
Um, but Meshach taught me a lot about songwriting. And I've been, my, I wrote my first song to completion when I was 16. And then um, I've actually revisited a lot of songs. Right, right. Now yeah. that I like know so much more and have written so much more, Blunt Face Trauma. Yeah, that's um, a hit. That one took, uh, that one I took about a year, maybe a little bit more to write and finish. And yeah. that's like, that's a crowd favorite, you know, like yeah, so much fun. But um, using all the tricks and everything and that Meshach taught me, I go back to the old songs and I'm able to like, oh, okay, there it is. There's what that's missing. And uh, it's really fun. There's a lot of YouTube videos too out there of like, I've been, I watch a ton of different YouTube videos about songwriting. Uh, Michael McNevin um, is another, like, he's one of my favorite songwriters. Uh -huh. yep. And um listen to listen to how he does and then i try to i've been trying to write a song like okay if i were going to write a song like that how would it go how would you now do that? Yeah. now it's not going great right now but i'm working on it and it's making making the gears go you know and that's that's where it all comes from right um, absolutely one thing about songwriting to me is i mean you can you can read books you can talk to people you can learn things and that's important and you should do it but there if if there's ever a craft where this is true it's songwriting there's no substitute for doing. You just have to write songs. And sometimes they come out great. Sometimes you're not so happy with them. Sometimes you're not happy with them, but you come back to them two or three years later and you've learned more technique and you've had more life experience and all of a sudden you resurrect that song, reinvent it in a different way and all of a sudden it's a good song. I, I mean, I, I personally think, or I hope for myself, that I am the best songwriter in my life on the day that I die, which I hope is a long time from now. But, you know, I always want to be a better songwriter, and I don't think today that I'm at the peak. I think I can and always will be, be better. And, I, and every songwriter I've ever talked to feels the same way. It's like, you got to write songs, and you always get better. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of stuff that's true about, too. That's you true. Just keep yeah. getting better. But, yeah, I agree. All right. Listen, thank you guys so much for yeah, being here. We you. just really appreciate it so much. Thanks. Your openness and your honesty. And I know the scheduling was a little tricky here. So sorry about that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. About I do that. what I give a, yeah. if you let me, big Please. shout out to my boss for letting me get off early work. You know, <laughs> Amen. it was yeah. awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So. Thank you guys yeah. so much for being here. Um, also, uh, Doug and John, as always, man, you guys make us look good and sound good. You. you can't make us funny, but um, <laughs> the production is always just spot on. We appreciate it so much here at Advanced Creative. And um, if you're not out there listening to live music in Livermore, you're missing something important. Get out there and do it. It's a fantastic resource. Absolutely. And we'll see you all next time. Thank you. Thank you.